The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. What is the difference between EV to revenue and EV to EBITDA? Um, so they're just two different ways you can value a business, right? So basically, you know, these are valuation multiples, right? So when you look at valuation multiples, the common ones in banking that we hear about a lot, there's EV to revenue. There's EV to EBITDA, there's EV to EBIT, there's PE, you know, and there's other multiples too, but like these are probably like obviously the four most common. Um, and then like some industry, like the vast majority of the industries will probably use some or all of these, but then there are some industries that have like more industry specific multiples, but you typically won't need to know those unless you are interviewing with like that specific group or a bank that covers that specific industry, right? So like oil and gas, but like real estate or financial institutions groups, like those groups might have different multiples, right? But we're not gonna get into that here. So when you ask like, what is the difference to EBITDA, revenue EBITDA, EBITDA, like it's just different ways to back into what the enterprise value should be for the business. Okay, because when you try to value a company, you're basically trying to get to either their enterprise value or you're trying to get to their market value, right? Or AKA equity value. Okay. So, you can get to the enterprise value, which is what EV stands for, by calculating it as a multiple of revenue or EBITDA. And depending on what industry the company is or what industry the company is in, like this company that you're trying to value, like different industries will typically use different multiples to value the companies in that industry. Okay, so for example, software, companies right now, primarily they use EV to revenue. Okay. But like, if I go to like a different sector in technology, like if I say semiconductors, chip companies, right, they usually use EBITDA. Um, they also use PE, right. Um, and so it's like, and by the way, PE is price to earnings which stands for uh, price per share, it's really price per share to earnings per share, right? Which is also the equivalent of market value, AKA equity value divided by net income, 
Okay, so P, like out of these four multiples, the first three help you to derive enterprise value. And then this last one helps you get equity value. And then of course you can toggle between equity value and enterprise value by factoring in net debt, right? Um, but regardless though, coming back to EV to revenue versus EV to EBITDA, like they are just different ways of getting to the same thing, which is the enterprise value, right? Now, why do software companies use EV to revenue versus semiconductor companies use, while well, semiconductor companies use EV to EBITDA or PE? Well, it really just depends on how mature that industry is and how mature are the businesses in that industry, right? So a lot of the software companies right now, like you gotta understand um, for when you're calculating a multiple, like whatever is in the denominator, which will be revenue or EBITDA or EBIT or earnings per share, right? Whatever is in the denominator cannot be zero and it cannot be negative, right? Because you can't have zero in the denominator, you will get, that's like a null statement, right? And you cannot get, um, you cannot get like a negative number um, and either the numerator or the denominator because you can't have a negative multiple. Like for valuation purposes, you just can't have a negative multiple, okay? So that means that like software companies, a lot of them, obviously they all have revenue, but, or most of them have revenue unless they're like a total startup, but a lot of them aren't really profitable at the EBITDA or the net income level yet. So that means that a lot of software companies, they have negative EBITDA still, right? And they also have negative net income. So if a lot of software companies have negative EBITDA or negative net income, that means that if you try to value, if you looked, if you looked at the comps and you looked at EV to EBITDA or EV to, or, or you looked at PE, you would just get a lot of multiples that are not meaningful, right? Because it's a negative multiple and you can't use it. So basically they're just using whatever is the kind of like the lowest level on the PNL that you can use, right? Cause like revenue is like the top line. This is like the first line, line number one on the income statement, right? Then EBITDA is about like halfway down, right? And then net income is like the last line, right? So the more mature the business is, the more likely it is that both they and their competitors and their peers are going to be profitable at those lower levels, right? And so if they're profitable at those lower levels, then you can probably use um, those, uh, those multiples that, that are kind of further down, right? Because really like if you, if, you asked, if you asked someone like, hey, what should this company be worth? You know, do you think like the revenue they generate is a better indicator of its value or is it the profits that they generate, right? All else equal, I would say it's the profits, right? Like it's because let's say two companies both generate $100 in revenue, but one has a much better margin structure, right? Their expenses are a lot lower, so they're more profitable. Should that not be worth something? Of course it should, right? So like if you can, basically if you can judge a company based off of its profits, 
you'd almost always prefer to do that. But if you can't, then you got to use the next best thing, right? So like if you can't do PE, then the next best thing might be, you know, EV to EBIT or EV to EBITDA or EV to EBIT. And if you can't do EV to EBIT, maybe EV to EBITDA. If you can't do EV to EBITDA, you almost always have at least have revenue, right? And so that's kind of how I would think about it, right? And like evaluation multiples is kind of like a confusing concept for you guys. Um, another way I can explain it is like, let's say, so I'm buying a house, I'm, sell, I'm selling my house and buying a house right now. So this, this, um, this example is kind of like top of mind for me. So let's say like there's two houses, okay. And um, this house costs $1 million and this house costs 500K. All right, which house is more expensive? Anyone, someone, unmute yourself. There's not enough info to tell. Why not? Because like, you don't know how big it is. If like the $500,000 house has like 10 rooms and right. the $1 million house has like, right. a, like a studio. Right. Exactly. So let's just like simplify it down to just purely the size of the house. Let's say like everything about the house, everything about the house is the same. Okay. Same location, same builder, same specs, same everything. But, you know, this house is a thousand square feet. Right. And this one's also a thousand square feet. Then you would obviously say, Hey, like, this one's a better deal and this one's a worse deal, right? You would rather have the house on the right, right? But if this one wasn't a thousand square feet and this one was only 500 square feet, then you might not feel that way anymore, right? Because sure, the house on the right is 50% cheaper, but it's also half the size, right? And so that's why a lot of times when people buy houses, they're also looking at a multiple. They don't call it that, but they're looking at price per square feet, right? Which is how many dollars do you have to pay for one square foot of space, right? So like in San Francisco, I mean, it's probably more than this now, but at least a couple of years ago in San Francisco, well, it depends on the area, like a thousand square foot house for a million dollars is about right. So that's, th this is basically $1,000 per square foot, right? And if I took this, this exact same house from San Francisco, okay? And I airlifted it across the country and I dropped it in the middle of nowhere. I dropped it in like, I don't know, Montana. Hopefully no one here is from Montana. Not picking on Montana, but just picking a random state. All right. I drop it in Montana. Now this exact same house might be worth, I don't know, a hundred K identical house, right? Different, just different area because the, the multiple 
in Montana might be, you know, $100 a square feet, right? So it's the same idea, like for companies, they don't use price per square foot, but they're using price per revenue, price per EBITDA, price per EBIT, price per earnings per share, right? Like how many dollars are you willing to pay to buy $1 of this company's revenue or profit or, you know, EBITDA or whatever, right? Whatever multiple you're using. And just like buying a house, you're going to be willing to pay more for a house that you think is better. And better can mean a lot of things, right? Better can mean, I think it's in a better location. I think that city has more jobs. It's got better schools. It's safer. There's less crime. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's closer to good restaurants, like whatever, right? Like there's a lot of different ways to kind of decide like what's better and what's worse. Same for businesses, right? Like this company is better because I think it's got a better product or it's growing faster. It's more profitable. Um, it has some competitive advantage. That other people can't copy. Like it's got, you know, these patents that, you know, kind of protect the market uh, from, you know, stealing their market share, like whatever, right? Um, you can justify whether a company deserves a higher multiple or lower multiple. And it's kind of an art, not a science is subjective, right? Um, and so that, that's basically what value, valuation multiples are, is, is it's just a way to be able to compare two different companies, or in this case, two different houses on an apples to apples basis, right? Because otherwise you say like, oh, should I buy, you know, should I buy, um, I don't know, um, should I buy Facebook stock versus, I don't know, another company, should I buy Snapchat, right? Like, well, Facebook stock price is at like, I don't know, 350 bucks or something, right? Snapchat, I don't even know what it's at. I don't follow Snapchat. Uh, it's probably like, I don't know, 20 bucks. I'm just guessing, oh, 75, okay. So you can't just look at the per share price. When we're like, hey, which stock is more expensive? You know, like a noob, like a noob investor would say, oh, well, Facebook costs five times as much. So I'm just going to buy Snapchat instead. But like how much revenue and how much profits is Facebook doing and how much revenue, and how much profit is Snapchat doing? Obviously Facebook is generating way more revenue and way more profits, right? So there's a reason why, you know, shares are trading high. So that's why you have to look at everything on a multiple basis, right? Like, I don't know what multiples Facebook and Snapchat are trading at now, but I'd actually, I'm pretty sure that Snapchat's multiple is actually higher than Facebook's. So if anything, you would say Snapchat is the more expensive stock. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense, Tony. I know you're not here, you're watching the recording, but that's okay. Does anyone else have questions about this before I move on to the next question? Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.